At Carphone Warehouse, we've got the best deals in town. Get massive savings on bill pay with brands like Samsung, iPhone, Huawei and Google Pixel. Shop our range of smartwatches, fitness trackers, wireless headphones and phone accessories. And we've got unbelievable prices on SIM-free and prepay phones. Shop online at carphonewarehouse.ie. All right, so I know those texts you get out the blue. Sometimes it's a hey stranger, hey big head. I know. When you get those texts, right, and someone says to you, just want to say hello, I hope all is well, I take two things from that. Number one, you don't want to just say hello. In fact, you want the complete opposite. You want an entire conversation to start. No one has ever reached out to anyone in hopes that when they say hello, they won't get a response. (laughs) You don't want to just say hello. No one ever just wants to say hello. Are you Lionel Richie? Hello. Is it me you're looking for? You're no Adele. Hello. It's me. I was wondering if after all these years you'd like. And number two, you don't hope all is well. At all. You may hope a little bit as well. You may hope some of it as well. You might even hope a lot of it as well. You don't hope all of it as well. If all of it is well, why would I change anything? So if we've stopped talking, then why would we start again now? All is well. (laughs) Don't try to bring your toxic ass back in my life now. I'm well. You hope that there's just enough bullshit for you to slide back in. That's what you hope. Anytime you get a text from somebody that says, I just want to say hello, I hope all is well, neither are true. I make you prove it. I just wanted to say hello. So I don't write anything back. You said it. I mean, technically, you got exactly what you asked for. You said it. So what are you looking for from me? Then I'll text you back. Did you get my text? Okay, so now what do you want? The minute I answer that, you got way more than you asked for. Now it's bonus. Now you got me at a discount. Liar. Next time you get a I just wanted to say hello and I hope all is well text, you just know. That person is a liar, okay? You want to do more than just say hello, and you do not hope all is well. Stop lying to me. Hope you fall in a well. Welcome to In The Moment. Can't stop it, uh. There's a moment in everything, and everything is a moment. I talk about the comedy in it all. This is your first time. Welcome to the funniest podcast you've never heard. I'm your new favorite comedian, Mo Mitchell, your money back. Shout out to all my regular listeners. Episode 47. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Show closer, J to the A, Y, hover. Play shutter down. In the building another week. Y'all gonna have to bear with me today, man. It's been a week for me. Oh, it's been a week. And it's been an even worse day. I got some really bad family news today. I'm struggling through it. I'm gonna talk about it in the near future, but I can't talk about it right now. But just know I'm going through some shit. But I got a pod. That's what I signed up to do, so I'm pardoned. I'm here with y'all, but pardon me if my energy goes everywhere. Plus, I got to talk to y'all about this week I had on social media because it was by far the worst social media week I've ever had. And I did some things I'm not exactly proud of, but I felt like they were necessary, and I plan on explaining myself within this hour. So trust me, if my energy is a little off, you'll know why, but it doesn't mean I'm going to be any less entertaining. So uh, buckle up, as always. Because I damn sure got a lot I want to talk to y'all about today. So, first of all, um, yeah, I'm just over 2020. I'm with everybody else at this point. This year, 
can stop. And someone said to me, they're like, yo, why do people keep saying I can't wait for 2020 to be over as if nothing is going to go wrong in 2021? And for me, for me, like, yeah, that's true. Of course, things will go wrong in 2021. Things go wrong every year. That's life, right? But something about this year makes you blame it on the year. (laughs) Like anything that goes bad now, we blame the year because of all that has happened in this year. So when something bad happens in 2021, it'll just feel like life again. (laughs) It won't feel like, oh, my God, it's 2020. And I know this to be true because I woke up this morning and the first thing I happened to see was a house that was on fire. And they said, we believe this house belongs to Denzel Washington. And my first thought was 2020. You better the fuck not. (laughs) You better not. Denzel Washington has not made the news for anything that I can really remember in my entire lifetime. You talk about somebody who's just been great and out the way. That's Denzel. Y'all are not going to do this. My first thought was 2020, you're going too far. Will it back? Not him. Nope. That was my first thought. We have to get out of this year. 2020 is now pushing its limits. It's trying to see how far it can go. Denzel, you will not make one of my favorite Denzel movies a reality. There will be no man on fire. That will not happen. You will not kill the equalizer at a time when we are fighting for equality. You won't do it, 2020. You won't. I won't allow it. I'm like, the day Denzel make the news, you know it's a different kind of year. When the last time you remember Denzel being in the news for anything? Man, don't even do interviews. 2020 gotta go, you pushing me too far. But it was my first thought. My first thought was we have to get out of this year. They going, at, they going after Denzel. We have to go. I'm over it, man. It's certain people you don't touch. Denzel is one of them. I'm mad at that. And as always, I'm mad about quite a few things. So let's get into the things I'm mad at this week. Out the gate, I'm mad at Facebook. Again, I haven't been on Facebook in a minute. I tend to not go on Facebook from time to time. But then I go on and they keep recommending me all of these friends. They're like, yo, people you may know. And I went through this list of people because I haven't been on in a while. So I was like, all right, let me see who's got a Facebook. I was excited to catch up with some old familiar faces. I went through about 45 people. I ain't know none of them. I didn't know one person. Facebook, you supposed to be accurate. You in my thoughts. Stop telling me people I may know. Because clearly, you're not good at it. Half of them people weren't even people, fam. It was robots. How I'ma know them? Some of the people I was insulted by. Like, why do you even think I would know this person? What about me makes you believe that I would be affiliated with this individual? Because Facebook is typically accurate, so now I feel like you're trying to tell me something. No, I don't know him. And I know it's somebody out here in a relationship who Facebook done got in trouble because some of these women, and they don't be real. I know somebody that got punched in the face by their girl. Oh, how you know her? I don't. Facebook say you know her. Facebook also say our relationship is complicated, and this is why. I know somebody is going through that. Facebook, stop recommending people that you think I know. I don't know any of them folk. Not a one. I'm mad at the disrespect y'all keep showing Thanksgiving, okay? I've said it. <laughs> I've said this before. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. I'm one of the few. It's very rare that I share that or I have that in common with anyone. It doesn't really happen often. No one ever tells me their favorite holiday is Thanksgiving. But it's mine. It's always been mine. The family, food, football. It's like all the Fs. What else do you need? It's about love. Reminding yourself what you have to be thankful for, what you have to be grateful for. And it's a mini family reunion. I guess that's why it's my thing. And it doesn't break my pockets, if I'm being honest. I mean, it doesn't cost a lot to enjoy Thanksgiving. 
it's really about giving. <laughs> they say Christmas is supposed to be about giving, but we all know it's not. Christmas is about what you're getting. Until a certain age, Christmas is about what is someone getting me. I don't care what y'all say. That's the truth. And I'm tired of the disrespect y'all keep showing Thanksgiving. I'm seeing Christmas trees everywhere. Let Thanksgiving happen first. Christmas music. Why nobody ever made a Thanksgiving album? Chris Brown, Nat King Cole, The Temptations, Mariah Carey. None of y'all made a Thanksgiving album. Why? Let's talk about it. Somebody need to sing about a turkey. I don't understand why y'all keep disrespecting Thanksgiving like this. Why Thanksgiving don't have a tree? Why Thanksgiving don't have a section in the store? Let Thanksgiving happen before y'all try to Christmas me. That's all I'm saying. Like, the level of disrespect for Thanksgiving has to stop. I'm mad about it. As I go into the next segment to talk about these shout-outs, I know some of y'all love the things I'm mad at so much that y'all gonna feel like I jerked y'all this week. I did it. I promise. This entire episode is gonna be things I'm mad at. <laughs> it's so many things I'm mad at, which is why I'm gonna give a few shout-outs before I get in my emotions. All right. Shout-outs real quick. Um, Shout-out to Blessing from Instagram. Yes. Blessing. That was her name. And I'm giving her a shout out uh, for one, because she was amazing. And for two, because it's not every day you find someone with a name like Blessing and they actually live up to their name. Because when I saw her name pop up, the first thing I thought is that's fucked up. Her parents shouldn't have did that. Why would you name your child Blessing? Do you know how hard that is for her? You can't live up to being a blessing you can't make a mistake the moment you make a mistake you're not a blessing to someone and that's not fair to her she's human imagine breaking somebody's heart yo blessing left me that's the biggest contradiction i've ever heard in my life like that can't even be a sentence this poor woman can't live up to those standards why would you name your child blessing i wouldn't want that would you want that name me disappointment that way anything i do you happy Name me blessing. Like, you know, if I come home with a D minus, hey, it's not enough. Blessing, I got to do my homework all the time. It's too much. But this woman actually lived up to her name like she was really a blessing. And I was shocked. This is different. I'm going to keep it about every time I've met somebody who's had one of those names, they've never lived up to the hype. Anytime I met a precious, she was anything but. Except for my cousin. What's up, cousin? I love you. <laughs> Anytime I met a diamond, anything but. Every diamond I've ever met was a a, a, a lady of the night. Okay, I'm just, I'm just being honest. Every one, every single one. Every time I've met an angel, wasn't really doing heavenly things. Just saying. I met a Hennessy once. She was a lot more like a vodka. If you're, if you're a drinker, that makes sense. My point is, Typically, if you have one of those names that represents something, they don't live up. I met an Alexis once. She drove a Mercedes. And then I met a Mercedes who drove a Lexus. It's all bullshit. It's not real. So the moment I saw her name, I said, it's not going to be true. You're not a blessing. And she was. First of all, she refunded me for some things that ended up being in my bag. And I was so confused. I didn't know what to do. And then she finally got to the door and she had a lot of other things for me. And I didn't ask her about what she refunded because it might have been an accident. And I'm not going to bring it up. Like, I'm not going to be that guy. If it was a mistake, oops, it's a blessing. 
But then she had like these salads that I ordered and she was like, hey, I still got you the salads, but they weren't the exact size you asked for. They were a little smaller. So I'm going to go ahead and refund it for you. I was like, I didn't even know you could do that. That's a blessing. And I said, thank you. This is going to be the time I give a 100% tip. This is incredible. And she was so sweet. She was the nicest woman. And you don't see that every day. You know how hard it is for her to have to live up to that name every day and she didn't seem stressed out at all. She was a blessing. And the cool thing about it, like was experiencing her shopping for my order. Because when your name is blessing, it makes everything you do on Instacart seem so positive and amazing. Blessing is shopping your order. Yes. I feel safe. I trust that she'll pick the grapes I would have picked. I looked for the update and it was like, blessing is on the way. I was like, amen. I knew blessings were coming my way. My cup runneth over. I've been praying. Talk to him. Then I made sure that the directions were easy for her. Because I wanted to make sure that she, she didn't have any issues. And it said, would you like to chat with a blessing? And I said, you damn right I would. Are you kidding me? Who doesn't want to chat with a blessing? Everyone's waiting for a blessing. Imagine you get to chat with one. Would you like to add to your tip of a blessing? All right, blessings normally give. Now, hold on. <laughs> I'm kidding. Of course I would. Shout out to Blessing. It's a hell of a name to live up to. I can't think of a name that's more difficult to live up to than Blessing. Other than Jesus. Even if my mom's named me Jesus, I would tell people that, yo, it's Jesus. Like, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not, nah, baby, it's Jesus. No, it's not, mama. It's Jesus. You're not going to do that to me. You're not. You're not. Nope. <laughs> That's not a blessing. Moving on. Um, Shout out to Gmail. Shout out to Gmail. And the reason I'm giving Gmail a shout out is because anytime I make jokes about something or someone and they prove me to be wrong, I admit when I'm wrong. And I made jokes back in the day about Gmail when it was a new function where they would try to type your sentences for you. I was like, I hate this because I don't want Gmail to feel like they know me and I'm tired of all of these companies feeling like they know me. So I would say, hey, and they would add the person's name. I'm going and they would finish the sentence and I used to not like it. Well, damn it, they done proved me wrong because I promise y'all I don't even finish typing anything anymore. They be nailing this. I mean... All I do is I get on my email and go, hey, and Gmail takes it from there. And they are mostly right. In fact, there have been times when I had a thought and the thought that Gmail had was better. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I wasn't going to go there, but I actually like that. I mean, <laughs> like, I don't know what that says about me, but shout out to Gmail. Um, I actually like the auto type feature. It's fancy and it works. Shout out to y'all. Um, shout out to Dan Lebertard. If you're not familiar with who Dan Lebertard is, he is a radio host on ESPN. And he has a show. He has a couple shows. And I'm a fan of the one that he does called Highly Questionable with his dad, uh, who they call Poppy. It's great. It's a great show. It's hilarious. And Dan Lebertard has a very loyal fan base. And I'm giving him a shout out because he did something that I thought was really dope. So if you haven't heard, ESPN has had a lot of layoffs, a ton of layoffs uh, due to the pandemic, like a lot of companies have had. And it's unfortunate. A lot of good people are losing their jobs and it's not a lot that people can do about it. It sucks. That's the reality. So one of the people who were laid off 
was a producer from Dan Lebertard's show. And he was pissed about it because he didn't know. He said it was the most disrespectful thing that had happened to him in his professional career that I guess he didn't get a heads up that the producer of his show or one of the producers were going to be let go. And his producer went to Twitter to talk about how disappointed he was with being let go and how rough of a transition it was going to be. And you felt for him like you would for anybody in that situation. But then Dan Lebertard ended up hiring him back. He hired him as his personal assistant and offered to pay his entire salary for the year. He's going to pay his yearly salary plus a raise, actually just to keep him on board as a part of the team because he said he's a part of my family. And when you're a part of my family, that's how we handle business. And I just thought that was really dope. That was just a dope thing to do. And we need more of that in life. We need more of that in industries, especially in this one. Um, I don't, you just don't see that kind of love every day. So I thought that was amazing. I mean, to just to, to go out your way to help that man, because you consider him family, you consider what you have a family. And I think that's special. And I've learned that from Bert and being a part of the Bert show, how important that is, that chemistry, that bond and that loyalty and looking after one of another. And you do not see that a lot in this industry. So shout out to Dan Lebertard. That was fire. <laughs> All right. Let's get down to business. All right, let's get into rapper T.I. All right, so T.I. faced some criticism for an Instagram post that some suspected was in reference to the recent death of rapper King Vaughn. And the quote was, Atlanta is a beautiful, progressive city filled with black excellence. We uplift each other and win together. Stop coming here to kill each other. That shit is played out. The post also included a caption that read, handle your beefs in your city. Thanks in advance. And King Vaughn was a Chicago native, a rapper who was shot and killed outside of a lounge, a hookah lounge in Atlanta. And the shooting happened after King Vaughn got into a feud with an Atlanta-based rapper, Quando Rondo, and it spilled outside the nightclub, which ultimately led to the unfortunate demise of King Vaughn. And a lot of people had a problem with this, with T.I. speaking on this, understandably. 50 was amongst a few of the celebrities that told T.I., you gotta relax. You got to relax. Don't do that. Don't say anything about this situation. People have died. They love that boy. They will kill you. Don't do that. And T.I. then came out and said, what I was speaking on had nothing to do with what just happened. And the timing of it made you think, eh, people are not going to believe you when you say that. All right. And my thing with T.I. is this. It's two problems here. Number one, you can't speak on that because of where you come from. You come from that. Everyone knows that. And two, you're going to sound like the old guy that's just out of touch. Because you can't talk to the youth that way when they're in that situation and they're going through something to that magnitude and just losing someone. And tip, the thing is, you OG, fam. You got to approach them a little differently. You got to come from a place that's not so judgmental, that comes from a place of understanding of I've been there and here's what you need to do. And you can't tell young people to not kill each other in your hood. You can't do that. You can't say, hey, don't kill each other over here. Because that sounds like it's fine if you kill each other over there. If you're going to tell the youth not to kill each other, don't kill each other at all. Period. I think I understand where Tip was trying to come from, but I don't think he really thought that one through. There were people within both parties, both involved parties, that were not happy with what T.I. said. And going back to what 50 said, when he told them you you, you need to relax, these people are really hurting. And, you you know, you got to be careful with your words because they will hurt you. King Vaughn's sister responded to 50's statement saying those are facts. 
And the energy that T.I. is always putting in people's business, he needs to put that same energy into making it right with his daughter. She also says some things about catching T.I. on locations of cheating. And that's all messy. But at the same time, what it tells me is, T.I., they know how you moving. <laughs> you got to be more careful. Choose your words more carefully. T.I. seems to be very careful in how he chooses his words, which makes it ironic that he's in this situation. But I'd hate to see this tiny problem turn into a major problem. So I'm I'm hoping that T.I. learns to be the OG, learns to be the OG that he's supposed to be, and talk to the young people how he's supposed to or don't talk to them at all. A lot of y'all are not going to catch that, the fact that I said the tiny might turn into the major. And his wife's name is Tiny and his son's name is Major. But that's fine because it's not about me. It's not about me. But I just wanted to point it out because, you know, I give y'all bars and y'all don't respect my greatness, but I'm moving on. It's fine. Let's talk Cardi. I want to get married like the Curry, Steph and Aisha shit, but we more like Belly, Tommy and Keisha shit. Gave you TLC, you want to creep and shit, pulled out my whole heart to a piece of shit. All right, shit. so I want to bring this up because it's going to go into all of the social media beefs that I found myself in this week. And these next two stories kind of tie into that when it comes to Cardi B and boxer Adrian Broner. So Cardi B attempted to pay homage to the Hindu culture, and she failed at it. It was perceived as disrespectful, and she apologized. It was culture appropriation, and she knew it, and she apologized for her wrongdoing. She made a bad move initially, but she made the right move in apologizing. But I bring this up to say what bothered me the most about this is I saw this tweet, and the thread went viral. And it was a gentleman who was a part of the Hindu culture. And he literally broke down why she disrespected the culture. He gave like four or five reasons as to all of the things that she did wrong, such as wearing a shoe in a temple is prohibited. And then it went on. And I won't read the list because a lot of that I couldn't pronounce. And I would probably be disrespecting the culture as well. So I'm not going to read the list. But my point in this is I started to read the thread to gain a better understanding of why she may or may not have been disrespecting the culture because I had a feeling we would talk about it. And all I saw was so many people who were not a part of the Hindu culture telling the Hindu culture why they're being too sensitive. And it struck me, man, because I don't understand the mentality of people who feel as if it's okay to tell a culture that they're not a part of when they should and shouldn't be offended. I don't understand this. Why do you feel like you can tell someone else what they should or shouldn't be offended by? I don't understand that. I've had some DMs from people who are not black telling me how I should and should not feel as a black man. Why do you think you would know? I would never tell someone who's a part of any culture that I have no experience in what they should or shouldn't be offended by. How the hell would I know? And who do I think I am to do such a thing? This doesn't make sense to me because it reminds me of when you see people with their friends or their family or whoever. And I've been in situations where I've seen someone react to something a certain way. And I've seen someone around them go, yo, it's not that serious. How do you know? How do you know? How do you know what their triggers are? How do you know all of their experiences, what they've been through? How do you know how they're perceiving this situation? That's always bothered me. People are very fast to be like, yo, you overreacting. Yo, you wildin'. Yo, it's not that serious. Yo, relax. But you don't know what that person sees. Their experiences are not yours. How are you going to tell them how to react in a situation? 
It could be something you didn't even see or you wouldn't see because it's not a part of your experience. It's not a part of your journey. It's not a trigger for you. But maybe for them, maybe for them, they've gone through such a traumatic event that that you couldn't possibly fathom what they're dealing with in that situation. But so many people are so much quicker to go, yo, you wildin' for no reason. It's not that serious. Then they ought to go, are you okay? What's going on? I've seen this. A lot of people do it. You just don't know. My point is, there's so many people who have this mentality and I wish it would stop. You can't judge what you haven't experienced. (laughs) Why do so many people have such a level of ignorance that they think they can do this? You simply can't. When it comes to talking about kids, I exit the conversation. It's not a conversation for me. I don't have kids. (laughs) I mean, if you want my advice, I can try to give it to you. But the truth of the matter is, that's not my strength. (laughs) I've been around men who will jump in a conversation that's about women. Yeah, but you should feel this way, fam. (laughs) How are you going to tell a woman how to be a woman? There were more comments from people who were not a part of the Hindu culture than there were from people who were about what Cardi has or has not done. And in that moment, I realized how social media is definitely not all. (laughs) Social media is not always the most educational or informative place, man. (laughs) Sometimes it ain't about that at all. But it, it, it disturbs me that people seem to always want to have an opinion on things they've never experienced. That is a time to learn. That is a perfect opportunity to shut up and learn something. But this is where social media leads people today. And that leads me into Adrian Broner, who was a boxer that I referred to last week. If you didn't listen last week, Adrian Broner was in court arguing with a judge because he owes a woman money. Um, He lost the case sexual assault case he's supposed to be paying this woman all of this money he's not paying it but yet he's on instagram flashing money all the time so the judge is like you have the money pay the money he's telling the judge no this money comes from my rich friends i'm actually broke and i only have 13 dollars." all right either he's lying or he has rich friends but if you ask me he's lying and and the judge kind of sees through this but at the same time it's not much she can do so she lets him go He goes back into the real world, and the first thing this man does is run to Instagram and post another picture with more money. And he says, yo, my friends came through again and gave me a little collection. And then he laughs. And of course, most people are going to see it like, yo, that's his way of saying I'm not really broke. I was lying to the judge. I'm cool. Don't try to clown me for only having $13. But my thing is this. Imagine your self-esteem being so low that your need for attention and public validation is more than your need for freedom. I can't fathom that. My mind won't let me. You being a free man is on the line. You want attention that bad? You want people to think you're rich that bad? You'll risk your life for it. That takes me to social media today. Cloud is a hell of a drug. Clout then damn near became everything cocaine used to be. The things that people are out here doing for clout is crazy. (laughs) I mean, risking your life, risking your freedom for clout. The fact that it's popular to be a troll. I know all of these things. And because of that, I typically never let people on social media get to me. I ignore it. I block it if I have to. I keep it moving.
It's toxic. It's a waste of energy. And if you give energy to it, then it grows. So if I don't want something to grow, I typically don't give energy to it. But this week, social media got the best of me. I trolled the troll and I'm not sure how I feel about it. (laughs) So it all started with a shirt. I wore this shirt and I posted it on Instagram. And it's ironic because this company sent me a few shirts. And I love this one the most because I love the message and I thought it was dope. And so I wear the shirt and I get a lot of compliments on it. And someone asked me, why haven't you posted it on Instagram? Because it's a dope picture. And I was like, you know, to be honest, I haven't posted it because I feel like it's going to cause controversy and I don't want to deal with it. And they were like, why would this cause controversy? That doesn't make sense. It's not even a political message. That's it all. If only that were true. Because it's not. But the world we live in. The shirt says, make America not racist for the first time. And it's red. I guess that's important. So I said, you know what? You're right. Because they said to me as a black man, you don't want the country to be racist. Why would you be afraid to post that? And I said, that makes a lot of sense. Why would I be afraid to post that? I didn't have an answer for that. Because, yes, of course, I see the diversion it may cause and the controversy and the, and, and the things that may come from it. But at the same time, is, is, is it really that bad of a statement to say that you wish the country was less racist? So I posted it. I thought it was a great shirt, great message, great outfit day. Thought I looked great that day. Be honest with you. Match my kicks. I was chilling. You know, I didn't think much of it. Posted it. Yeah, I am. And immediately, immediately. So now I will say this. I get that I posted the shirt on a day Biden won the election. I get that. I also get that the shirt was red. I'm going to address that. But I want to make it very clear. In my caption, I said nothing about Biden. I said nothing about Trump. Nothing at all. It was just a shirt, just a message. The comments were a peace sign and prayer hands. That's it. That's it. Truth of the matter is, I have never mentioned Trump's name in public. Never. Not one time. Never mentioned Biden's name in public either. I've stayed away from a lot of the politics publicly. And there's a reason for it. Because in the midst of me fighting for equality and civil rights amongst black people, I've kind of learned that sometime some people hide behind politics in order to try to not answer what the real question is or what the real problem is. And I never want that to be a thing with me. I don't want you to think that I feel the way that I feel because I don't like Trump. No, it's nothing to do with Trump. I just want black people to be treated equally in this country. That's it. I don't care who the president is. Black people have been treated less than equal through every president, every single one. And I don't think that's going to change now. So I wasn't one of the people necessarily jumping through the roof when Biden won. I wasn't doing that. There's nowhere anywhere on my social media where you see that. I have not trashed Trump publicly. I have not said anything great about Biden publicly. All I did was post myself wearing a shirt that said, I wish the country was a little less racist, basically. And what happened was a whole ton of people started to make all of these assumptions in my comments. And it turned into this whole thing 
of all of a sudden, people were writing me, Mo, how could you be so hateful toward Trump? Mo, you're a racist. Mo, you think that everyone who voted for Donald Trump is racist, and I don't understand why. Tell me why. I never said any of that. Not a word of it. I had never even mentioned Trump's name. And then some people would say, okay, but your shirt was red. So? It's a red shirt, fam. You know how long red been a thing? So? My question was clear. Donald Trump has said, make the country great again. As a black person, I feel like you should have to tell us when the country was great. For us. That's all. That's my only question. I see a lot of people saying, let's make America great again. I just had a question. That was all. When was America great for black people? That was my only question. That was the question I wanted someone to answer. What era? Which era was it? And no one answered that question. Instead, I had a whole bunch of people telling me I said a whole bunch of things I didn't say. I even had a woman tell me that, oh, let's be honest, there's an underlying message and you just are not keeping it real. <laughs> Fam. <sighs> Here's the thing about me. Obviously, some people may not know it. I have no problem keeping it real. No one puts that much fear in me. No one. To where I can't say exactly what I feel and exactly what I'm trying to say. It's that type of ignorance that keeps me from making comments online ever. You actually think you put that much fear into me that I can't speak my exact mind? If I had something to say about Donald Trump, Joe Biden, or anyone else, I'd say it. Everyone around me knows that. Why are people so quick to speak and so slow to listen? So slow to be informed. So quick to be loud and wrong. I didn't fight for Biden. I didn't fight against Trump. I simply said I wish the country was less racist. Let's focus on that issue. Here's my thing with this, right? To the people who say that was Donald Trump's message and your shirt was red. Okay. Someone said to me, they have every reason to believe that. That's fine. You do. You also have every reason to believe that it's still an assumption. It's an assumption to believe I've said that everyone who voted for Donald Trump is a racist because I've never said that and I don't believe that. I actually do think there's a little gray area there. I could go into the things I do believe about the people who voted that way, but I won't. But I don't think that. So you're wrong. <laughs> like people are telling me, but yeah, but you see why they think that. No, nah, I don't care why they think it. It's still an assumption and it's still wrong. But it's beyond the fact that they're wrong. What, I, what was bothering me that people couldn't seem to put together, right, is this. This is how I see it. If I say to you, think greatest basketball player ever. A lot of people think Michael Jordan. If I say think greatest civil rights leader ever. A lot of people think Martin Luther King. If I say think of the greatest pop star ever. A lot of people think Michael Jackson. The list goes on. My point is. If I say something that makes you think of a person, is that because of me or is that because of what that person has done? If I say greatest NBA player ever, the fact that you think of Michael Jordan, is that because of me or is that because of what Michael Jordan has done? So if I say I'd like for this country to be less racist and you think of Donald Trump, is that because of me or... <laughs> I'm only responsible for what I say. 
I'm not responsible for what you understand. Talk to me about what I actually said. No one did that. Not one person said, well, Mo, why do you think the country's racist? No, not one. It was hundreds of comments. No one said what was actually on my shirt. Everyone said everything else. <laughs> I said, wow. I don't talk politics to people. I don't talk religion to people because I don't think there's a point. A lot of people do it. That's fine. But I don't think there's a point. I think we've reached a place with politics where it's just like religion. People are going to think what they want to think. They're going to believe what they want to believe, and you're not going to change their mind. And that's fine. Go your way, I'll go mine. The difference is I don't feel the need to jump in your DMs and tell you how, I, how much I think you suck and you're racist and you're anything else. Because I don't care. Just stay over there and do your thing. You're attacking me for wishing the country was less racist, but you don't think you're racist. Okay. So I responded. And I noticed very quickly that no one really had a valid point. There was a lot of, why are you so excited about Biden winning? When did I say that? Find it. Find all my social media where you saw me celebrate a Biden win. Why do you think that everybody who voted for Trump is racist? Where did I say that? Find that on my social media or on air where I said that. I never said any of these things. Can we talk about what's actually on my shirt? No, we can't. Because if we do that, then you have to actually admit all of the truths that you are running from. So instead, let's just make Mo out to be all of these things that he's never said and then try to argue that. Somebody actually had the audacity to ask me, Mo, I just want you to explain why you feel this way about Donald Trump. I didn't mention Donald Trump. <laughs> How the hell can I do that? Imagine just going up to a stranger and going, yo, explain to me why you don't like the color green. And they never said it. How are they supposed to look at you? <laughs> it was getting so annoying to me. And I didn't feel like anything I was saying was difficult to comprehend. Social media is the home of this. I had an ex who was like this. Yo, I don't like oranges. Wow, what did apples do to you? I didn't say shit about an apple. I said, oranges are my thing. Damn. So you don't like bananas? Why, why is this difficult? If I said I love oranges, that's all I said. I love oranges. I didn't mention an apple. Y'all go get grapes. Did you hear what Mo said about grapes? People on social media are so ignorant and bored, they'll attach something to you to attack you for it. You don't have to actually say it or do it. You know what? I never liked you anyway, so since you wore a red shirt today, I knew you were a blood. Newsflash. Plenty of people wear red shirts that are not bloods. Plenty of people want the country not to be racist that don't hate Donald Trump or anyone else. As Dave Chappelle so eloquently put it, I don't hate you. Any of you. I just hate the feeling. Remember... That for the first time in the history of America, the life expectancy of white people is dropping because of heroin, because of suicide. All these white people out there that feel that anguish, that pain, that mad because they think nobody cares. And maybe they don't. Let me tell you something. I know how that feels. I promise you, I know how that feels. If you're a police officer, and every time you put your uniform on, you feel like you got a target. On your back, you're appalled by the ingratitude that people have when you would risk your life to save them. Oh, man, believe me. Believe me. I know how that feels. Everyone 
knows how that feels. But here's the difference between me and you. You guys hate each other for that. And I don't hate anybody. I just hate that feeling. You wouldn't understand. It's not your culture. And the funny thing about it is a lot of people say they don't care what people think. And I know most people who say that it's not true. I've actually gotten to that place. It took a lot of work. It took a lot of time and a lot of sleepless nights and a lot of prayer. But I got there. I truly don't care about anyone's words. You have to get to that place when you got a mission. When you got the kind of mission I have, you have to get there. It's not about anyone's opinion of you. Someone's opinion of you is none of your business. And if they don't know you, (laughs) it's even more none of your business. So for me this week, it wasn't about the words. I don't care about the words. It's never about the words for me. It's always, is this a teaching moment or not? I'm going to be honest. I, I can enjoy pettiness like a lot of us. Sometimes I just want to show somebody, you went out your way to attack me for no reason, and you're an idiot, and here's why. That's it. <laughs> Sometimes you just got time. But it's not like I'm actually taking your words and I'm hurt by them. No, it's just like the audacity of you to lack this much information, to be this misinformed, and to attack me when I've done nothing to you. Sometimes I have a little fun <laughs> taking a jab back at that person. But your words are never that important to me. No one's words are that important to me. No one's words should be that important to you. And that's what kills me about homegirl on Twitter. I don't know her name. I muted this girl a minute ago. And... It was because sometimes you just get tired of somebody who always got something negative to say when they don't even follow you. What's the point? You don't follow me. You don't support me. You only have something to say when it's bad. That annoys me. So I'm going to mute you. I'm not interested in your negativity. Because for one, I don't understand that. I don't come from that cloth. I have never left a negative comment about anyone on social media. Why? If I do, it's in jokes. But never serious, never, or, or left a negative comment on someone's video. Just because why? If I don't like it, then that just means it's not for me. If I don't like someone, that means they're not for me. I just won't listen. I'll just move on. I never understood the point of taking time out of my day to now attack someone that I don't know who probably doesn't care about my opinion anyway. What's the point? And then to be black and do this to another black person at a time when black people are clearly fighting a very serious battle, that makes you, mm, let's just say we not the same. Even if you disagree with what they do. I disagree with what black people do every day. I don't attack them online for it. I just wouldn't do it right now. Optics. It's a terrible thing to do. Why? What's the point? But yet this woman did it. And it was like the third time that she'd done it, right? And so she was muted, but then I... I couldn't see what she was saying, but I saw that there was this whole thread. And I'm like, why does my name keep coming up on this thread? And then I saw that like one of my friends was arguing with her on Twitter. I I hit my friend up and I'm like, yo, why does my name keep coming up on this thread? I can't see what she's saying. She said, don't worry about it. Homegirl just lost and looking for some energy, some attention. I said, all right, cool. I go back to doing me. And then eventually she tells me what it was about. And I guess Bert said something on air. That was offensive toward her. I don't want to say it was offensive toward black people because literally she was the only person who said something about it. Now, I could understand why you would be offended by 
what she said Bert said. Now, to clarify, though, I didn't particularly hear what he said in the moment that he said it. I remember the moment, but my mic was acting up all morning, and it was like this awkwardness of, I think I know what he said, but I wasn't sure. And Kristen changed the subject really quickly. And so even if I did hear it and wanted to address it, I, I didn't have the time. And a lot of things me and Bert talk about happen behind the scenes. Everything does not have to be done right in front of you. And that's a, a whole nother conversation. But but for her to do all of that publicly was corny because one, you, you don't know Bert personally. Sometimes you know someone personally. And if they say something, you may not take it like a stranger would because you know them, you know their intentions. They have a resume with you. So there's a way you can say, yo, what you said right here was kind of wild. But that don't always mean it has to happen in front of you. It doesn't. I have friends, I have family members who may do something in public that I don't necessarily agree with, but I'm not going to check them in front of you. I'll talk to them behind the scenes. That's number one. Number two, I'm not going to be offended by everything you're offended by. Maybe you're a little more sensitive than me. You're online attacking someone you've never known. I'd, I'd never. That's just me. Number three, why do we do this? If you feel some kind of way about something that Bert said, talk to Bert. She's talking to me for Right. But it wasn't even about that. For me, what, what pissed me off about it was she showed me the thread and none of none of what this girl was saying mattered to me. None of it. The only thing that was kind of funny to me was she was like, and I know I was right because Mo blocked me. And I hate that trolls swear this is a thing. Trolls. That's not a thing. <laughs> when someone blocks you, it's not because you won. It's not because you. Oh, I got to the person. I was right. No, it doesn't have to be that. Most of the time, it's just because you're annoying. <laughs> like, why do trolls think that when you block them? Yes, I was right. No, you no. I just don't know you. You're annoying. You're an idiot. And I don't want you to continue like bringing negativity and toxicity in my life. So bye block. But they get a kick out of this. And I know this is like that's how I know you a troll. That's how I know something's really wrong. You think because somebody blocked you that that's a victory? <laughs> You ever got kicked out of somebody's house? It's not because you won. It's not because you got the bonus round on the machine and you about to get mad tickets to get a teddy bear. It's because you're an idiot and the person doesn't like you. When did like getting kicked out of somebody's life or getting kicked out of somebody's anything mean victory? No, doesn't mean that you got through to me. It just means, thank God they created this block factor so I don't have to deal with people like you. You putting energy into bringing another black person down. I'm putting energy into building every black person up. We're not the same. We'll never be. And it's beyond black people for me. Shout out to Amanda from Facebook who responded to a racist comment that I got and told her that it hurt her heart because she felt like I was one of the most least judgmental and most caring and compassionate people on the radio. And damn it, I have fought to be that guy. I try to be... <laughs> That's me. That's who I really am. That's why that was my favorite Dave Chappelle moment. I don't hate anybody. I'm fighting for equality. How could you be mad at me? <laughs> and I got to say this. Black people, be just as quick to build somebody up as you are to bring somebody down. Not all black people, specifically her. And I'm not going to say her name because she ain't worth that much. But that girl on Twitter, it's been a few of you. You jump in my DMs to tell me about one thing I've done that you're mad about, but you didn't jump in my DMs to tell me anything about all of the amazing things I've done to fight for black people in my position. You weren't there then. Nothing to say. 
But the moment somebody slips up, here you are. Can't wait. I'm on it. Oh, my God. Mo is disgusting. He's the scum of the earth. With all of the negative, nasty things that black men have done out here, I'm that bad of a person? Man, you don't go to... <laughs> oh, I don't like this. The judgment. All of it. All of these things that happened online, I had a week where I just was over it, y'all. And I'm sorry that this may not be the moment that we're used to with me, but... I had to address this because it was really weighing me down this week. And don't get it twisted. For every two comments or negative messages I get from clowns like her or like the racist Lisa on my Facebook. If you haven't been on my Facebook lately, go. Mo Mitch, I posted this extremely racist comment I got from this woman named Lisa and it's hilarious. But go ahead, check it out, share it, tell your friends. Lisa came for me and lost. She lost her marbles and then she lost the battle. A lot of L's. Point is, don't come for me if I ain't sent for you. And be just as quick to lift somebody up as you are to bring somebody down. And what are you doing? <laughs> oh, anyway, people online are trash and so are artists. Let's get into some things that they've been saying lately that have pissed me off. And I would never ask you. I just kept into myself. I don't want to know. What the hell you mean you don't want to know? You don't want to know. Your heart can't take it anymore. I, I, I wish I would know somebody was cheating on me and then didn't want to know. If I know, I want to know. You know she cheating. You just don't want her to tell you? What are you talking about? This man's name is Mario Winans. No wonder. If you're being cheated on, you don't want to know. No, y'all, don't tell me this. This is a thing amongst people. Of course you want to know. You want to be with somebody who's not going to treat you like this. I don't care if you sleeping with my best friend. It's fine. Keep it on the low. What are you talking about? No wonder he never had another hit. That's why I never trusted anybody named Mario. I told y'all Luigi was the truth. Who's next? Who's next? Easy come, easy go. That's just how you live. Oh, take, take, take it all, but you never give. Shoulda known you was trouble from the first kiss. Had your eyes wide open. Why were they open? Bruno. Bruno. How the hell you knew her eyes was open if your eyes wasn't open, Bruno? Huh? I talked about this too. I talked about being pissed at the dude who caught me at church talking about my eyes were open during prayer. How you know my eyes were open if your eyes wasn't open? So much you catch a grenade for her. You won't even tell her the truth. You are the grenade. Y'all let Bruno get away with that. I remember I was at this party one time and somebody told me Bruno was in the bathroom sniffing coke off a toilet seat. I don't know if that's true. Who's next? Carly, Carly, now how the hell you miss somebody so bad before they came into your life? How? How? My whole life people been telling me you cannot miss what you never had. So how in the hell did you do it? This whole song's stupid. It don't make no damn sense. Hey, I just met you. This is crazy. Here's my number. 
Call me maybe. First of all, you want me to call you or not? The fuck are you talking about call me maybe? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Man, it's my yo, call me maybe. What? And why are you giving me your number if you know it's crazy? No, I'm not calling you, Carly. I looked two other songs up from Carly. And they were I Really Like You in Good Time. I said, I see a pattern here. <laughs> Gee, them top three songs tell a story. I really like you. Let's have a good time. Call me. Maybe. Make no damn sense. All right, ironic moment of the week. I don't know if anybody has thought about this, but I have. I hate that businesses are going down and not surviving during the pandemic, of course. Nothing about that is funny. However, I can't sit here and act like there's not just a little bit of poetic justice in watching the movie theaters and the airlines struggle. And here's why I say that. I love the movies. I love the airlines. I do. Seriously. I love trips to the movies. There's nothing like it. And I love to travel. So I need both in my life. And I'm a fan of both. And I don't want either to disappear. But there is some kind of poetic justice as a human being to watch movie theaters and airlines need people because those are the two establishments that have jerked us the most. Fam, buying anything, buying any kind of food from the movies and the airport, they've been robbing us for years. Popcorn be $35, man. You used to have to take a loan out to take your whole family to the movies. Airlines used to give you peanuts, drinks, all kind of stuff. Now you paying for seats, paying for your bags, and they don't give you shit. You be hype if you find out you get peanuts on a flight. Oh, that's free? I got on a flight one time. They came down the aisle and said, hey, sir, what can I get you? I said, what you have? They said, water. I said, then what you asked me for? <laughs> you asked me like I had a choice. Say, hey, would you like water or not? Like, don't. What can I get you and all you have is water? Yes, poetic justice in that. Used to be dope to take your girl to the movies in high school and college. Nowadays, you can't afford that. You might as well move in together. You take her to the movies. Don't let her want to go to see the 3D joint. It's ridiculous. It's a little bit of poetic justice in that. I'm just saying, treat people better so that people would treat you better. Reflective moment of the week. I just want to say this real quick so that people can understand why I'm always saying that life happens for you, not to you. I thought of these two stories that were very prominent in my life when a woman told me something that I really actually needed in the time that I needed it. And I talked about one last week in the story of Faith and how I met the girl who told me that she did not have a ticket to the Dave Chappelle show, but she wanted to see him so bad that she drove over an hour and then waited in line to take a COVID test for an hour and then waited for another hour to get into the show. And all this time she had no ticket and didn't even know if she was going to get in. But she did all of that just to get to the door, have someone say, hey, man, we're out of tickets. Then she told her story and she ended up getting a ticket anyway. And I told that story because I wanted people to understand how important it is just to have faith, man, just to believe in yourself and have faith. The other side of that story that was dope was I wasn't even supposed to be there, right? Like initially I would have gone with Bert because he invited me to the show days before and then he ended up having to take his girl instead of me because it was a whole thing and then because it was a whole thing and then I ended up having to go a few days later, but he looked out. But the point was, look how the universe worked that out to where 
if I'd have gone with Bert initially, I would have never met this young lady. We would have never met. But the fact that I ended up going to the show that I did and I sat where I sat, I met her and she told me that story. And I will always remember that story because it will always remind me to have faith and believe in myself and believe that things will happen when I need them to. And I really do feel sorry for the people who don't understand that that's a thing and who try to shit on that because that that happens as well. Like some people will just try to deter you from getting that kind of message out or from having that kind of faith. People may think that you didn't get that because of your faith. You got that because you were complaining or you got that because you were doing whatever. But that's the kind of negativity that you have to stay away from and continue to keep your faith in all that you want to do to find your purpose. And that's a reminder of that. And I also think back to this one time. It reminded me of this story where I got on this plane. I was sitting by myself and I happened to be in the back. I was close to the bathroom. And they came to me and they were like, hey, we're going to have to seat someone here. And I was taken aback at the time, the same way I was taken aback when they wanted to seat this young lady next to me at the Chappelle show. Now, at the show, I wasn't necessarily sure how I felt about sitting so close to someone I didn't know, obviously, because of the pandemic. But on the plane, I just wanted to have a seat to myself. You know how it is, right? But at the same time, I'm like, you know, it's fine. They told me a lady was sick and that. They had to seat her there because it was the closest seat to the bathroom. So now all of these things are going through my mind. Like, okay, I kind of wanted to have the seat to myself. Now you're telling me that this woman is sick and she has to be close to a bathroom, which means like, am I going to get thrown up on? Should I be worried? Is it contagious? What's going on here? I had all of these thoughts, but they were like, you know, it's fine. We just need her to sit here. So of course my faith in God, I'm like, it's fine. This is where she needs to be. So she sits next to me, older lady and at the time I got my headphones on and I'm writing I think I was writing lyrics or maybe I was writing jokes I don't know I was writing something and I see her kind of trying to get my attention and I'm not gonna lie I'm doing like the whole pretend like I don't see her thing (laughs) and you know she kind of waves at me so I take my headphones off and I'm like yes ma'am and she's like how you doing young man I said I'm doing well how are you she said I'm good she said listen I'm not gonna take up too much of your time but it came across my spirit to tell you this Something tells me, and she said, I don't know what it is. It's something about you. And I said, what do you mean? She said, I don't know what it is. I just got this really, really strong feeling, this strong vibe. As soon as I sat down, that you are someone special. I don't know where that's coming from, but it's just in my spirit. And I just wanted to say it to you because it was something in me wouldn't allow me to not say that. And I said, whoa, okay. Thank you. And at that time, I wasn't thinking to myself, oh, I'm going to have a platform or anyone will ever care about anything that I have to say. I just was kind of in my element trying to find my way. And for some reason, this woman took a moment to tell me, you are going to be great. And she asked me to write my name down. And I did. I wrote my name down on a piece of paper and she kept it. And she said, I want to remember this moment. I'm going to see you on TV or somewhere one day. And I'm going to say to myself, I remember seeing him on a plane and I said to myself, he was going to be big because I felt it. That's all she wanted. She's wanted me to write my name down on a piece of paper. And I pray that she is somewhere okay and well so that she can maybe see me one day and say, yes, it happened. But I say that to say, when I got on that plane, I didn't know that would happen. I wanted to sit by myself, but look how the universe Made that happen. This woman could have sat next to anybody. She sat next to me. She gave me a message that I needed in that moment. I needed that for my confidence, for my journey. And it was provided. 
And living in this world today with all of the things going on around me and all of the things going on around us, who can't use a little bit of faith, a little bit of inspiration? I certainly needed it. And look how God provided it. The universe will find a way to provide all of the things you need. And look at the steps, the strategicness in it for it to happen the way that it did. Don't ever doubt it. That's the way it goes. And I thought that was important to point out because both times I was reluctant. I was like, I don't know. But it was God trying to send me a message. It humbled me. You never truly know what's happening and why it's happening. So if you're humble enough to let it happen, you'll typically discover that it was in your best interest and it was for a reason. And my quote that I leave you with today, rest in peace to the opportunities we missed because of shyness and low self-esteem. I know I can't be the only person who feels like, wow. I know I missed some things because I didn't believe in myself, because I didn't have the faith, because I didn't have the determination I should have had. It's happened to all of us. The key to it is to learn why, to learn from it, and to never let it happen again. Believe in yourself. Keep fighting. It's okay to be shy. It's not okay to quit. You got this, whatever it is. I tell you every week because it's true every week. And I love y'all. Next week, bitches. Hey, Jim. You know the old sugar daddy. They be tricking. They tell them, girl. I said you can have whatever you like. You like. I said you can have whatever you like. You like. Yeah. Stacks on dick. Patron no ice. We can pop bottles all night. Baby, you can have whatever you like. You like. I said you can have whatever you like. You like. Yeah. Late night sex so wet and so tight. I guess up the jet for you tonight. Baby, you can go At Centro, we have everything you need with lots of great offers in our Centro range. Like Centro Stillwater 9-pack 500ml, now only €2.60. Centro Homestyle Oven Chips 1.5kg, now only €1.40. And Centro Dishwasher Tablets 5-in-1 Lemon 30-pack, now only €1.55. Centro. Live every day. Ugh, another evening stuck in rush hour. Imagine if your commute was 30% less. You'd probably be home by now. Uh, sorry, we can't get you home quicker, but a Cadbury Dairy Milk 30% less sugar bar on this upcoming podcast should help get you there. Cadbury Dairy Milk 30% less sugar, just as irresistible. At SuperValue, we believe in low prices. Shop thousands of our low-price, own-brand products online at supervalue.ie and get them delivered straight to your door. Supervalue. Believe in low prices. On your phone, it's just a video of a snowman. But on a new Samsung Galaxy S21, it's an epic wintry drama captured on three separate cameras using director's view. Where a frozen monument to man is filmed in close-up while its snow-swept sculptures perform in breathtaking colour, starkly staged against a panoramic sunset. The new Samsung Galaxy S21 Ultra 5G, designed to be epic in every way. Pre-order now on Samsung.com. Where's the carrot? At SuperValue, we believe in low prices. 
Shop thousands of our low-price, own-brand products online at supervalue.ie and get them delivered straight to your door. Supervalue. Believe in low prices.